I am very excited and delighted to tell you that your chronic illness ally is once again enrolling. If you're new around here, your chronic illness ally is the supportive home, the program, the community and the coaching space for you to learn how to reframe the role that your chronic illness plays in your life. It guides you off of that conveyor belt of constantly trying to fix and heal your chronic illness and teaches you how to tap into the wisdom of your body that's being communicated via your chronic illness so that you can channel it, channel that wisdom, channel that intelligence into living the big, beautiful life you dream about. If you enjoy this podcast, you will certainly love your chronic illness ally. There is a link to it in the show notes, but let me tell you, the funnest way to learn more about it is to do my quiz. And once you've done that, pop your email in at the end to learn more. And then sit back as I help you explore your unique support style, which will help you make an informed choice about whether your chronic illness ally is a hell yes fit for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello and welcome to Reframing Chronic Illness, a conversation that explores the lesser discussed side of living with a chronic illness or any other long-term health condition. I believe in harnessing the intelligence of chronic illness to help you live your life in a way that feels good and allows you to deeply heal and flourish. I'm Alana Holloway, holistic healing coach to humans who want to live life in a way that honours both their health and their dreams. I'm so happy to have you here. Hello, I am back for another episode. I took a little break last week, um, but back on the horse this week. So today uh, I'm going to be talking all about health overwhelm. I'm going to be talking about what it is, how and why we experience it and what we can do about it that's in the moment or that is kind of in general to avoid experiencing it in the first place. Um, But before I get stuck in, I wanted to tell you um, about my health overwhelm focused one-on-one coaching program called Flow. 
which helps you cut through the noise, detach from all the shoulds, ends your relationship with being a self-care magpie and helps you to build on living in a way that suits, serves and supports you and your health best. You can find out more on my website, alanaholloway.com forward slash flow, and I will link to it in the show notes. Okay, so when I was creating my notes for this episode, it actually became a bit of a journaling exercise. Um, it was just really helpful for me. Um, and I hope you find it just as helpful listening to it. So health overwhelm. Um, what is it? It's the feeling of needing to be doing all the things. So it's kind of like filling up your shopping basket with everything that someone else says will help you to feel better. It's constantly searching for the next thing to quote unquote fix you. It's overanalyzing everything and getting really focused and wrapped up in the tiniest details about the way you feel and what perhaps has caused you to feel that way. It's feeling like your health is just out of your hands and that you don't have any influence on how you feel. And it's also feeling like you can't trust in your intuition or you don't know, even know how to connect with it. And it's something I used to feel quite a lot at the kind of uh, in the earlier stages of my healing journey. And I don't feel it so much anymore. However, I had a moment the other week which kind of took me back and reconnected me to this feeling um, of health overwhelm and I suppose kind of gave me a bit of a nudge to create this episode. So to start with I'm just going to paint a picture which might seem totally unrelated at first but hopefully it will all make sense as I go. So I don't know if you have this impression of me, but I'm going to take a guess that some of you might because I think we all do at some point about other people. And that's the impression that I have got all my shit together, Um, which makes me laugh because I want to say straight out of the gates, I absolutely do not. And I'm going to tell you how and why that's important in relation to what I'm talking about today in in relation to health overwhelm. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, I started Monday morning off on the back foot. Not having my shit together exhibit A is that I don't sleep as well as I'd like to. I used to sleep really, really well, but with uh, when my health took a downturn nearly 10 years ago, I developed insomnia and sleep anxiety around that. And it's been a really dig, uh, deep ditch to dig my way out of um and I've you know I've had small wins and small losses along the way I have worked on it you know throughout kind of the past five years maybe um yeah it's been a peaks and troughs journey and you know now as it is at the moment I'm feeling pretty good about it um but still would like to improve it. Anyway, I have kind of become used to it, as you do, I think, when you don't sleep very well. Um, and I suppose the flexibility of my job or the flexibility that I've created within my work 
um, accommodates it a bit. As in, I, I've kind of designed my mornings so that I don't wake up to an, alar- to an alarm, which, this is a bit of a side note, is an example of two things I often talk about. So the flexibility of my job making accommodations for my health is an old behaviour of, of mine. So it's, it's kind of from a time when I was allowing my health to control my life, even though I thought it wasn't. But, you know, I was allowing my kind of bad sleep to then affect how I spent my day. Um, however, making the choice not to wake up to an alarm is the kind of flip flip side of that. So it's allowing my life choices to be informed by my health because I know when I wake up to an alarm, I'm not the happiest person and it's just not a healthy choice for me and how I like to start my day. So yeah, they're, they're kind of like two examples on different sides of the same coin. Um, one is one I'm trying to, the first one is one I'm trying to kind of phase out and the second one I've phased in. Anyway, as I said, that's slightly besides the point for today. But early, so the reason I had to wake up to an alarm on that Monday morning is because I had my car booked in for an early MOT, which meant not only did I have to wake up to an alarm, but I had to wake up earlier than usual, which is just gross. And um, the MOT was three months overdue because that's exhibit B of me not having my shit together. And my car had been parked up and not in use for that entire time because it was locked down and I didn't really need to use it. Um, And whilst it was there, I slowly watched mould grow on the seats. Gross again. And that is exhibit C of me not having my shit together. But do you know what? I I just quite literally shut the door on it because I just didn't really want to deal. I thought that can save for another day. But after having my car MOT'd, which it passed, and cleaned, I tried to get stuck into doing work. Um, but my I was just so tired that my... I just wasn't focused. I was really kind of distracted. I was skipping from one task to the next and I couldn't concentrate and I had a bit of a headache and I was just like, this is just not very conducive to a productive day at work. So I thought, right, I have a nap. So I took my bed myself to bed for a nap and I plugged into a podcast, which I quite like to do when I nap. And the podcast I chose to listen to was on a subject that I'm kind of newly interested in. And it really blew my mind. Um, And this is when the health overwhelm moment happened. Because as I was listening to it, although it really excited me and really interested me, my mind started to race through all the things I absolutely felt I needed to work on in that area all the kind of shoulds and the self-berating for not already being on it, not being better at it, came flooding in. And my mind was just jumping about so quickly about, I suppose, there was just this feeling of being inadequate. And I 
was kind of filled with anxiety and but also with excitement because I thought oh this is going to be really cool um but in that moment of feeling all these needs and these shoulds and you know all this self-berating I had also pictured the podcast hosts in their lovely clean house with really well-behaved kids and brilliant wholesome daily rituals and they definitely didn't have a moldy car (laughs) and you know they had a daily movement practice and they ate beautifully balanced home-cooked food all the time and it was just this you know this image that I'm sure many of you have had as well just of other people's lives I suppose being more perfect than your own and I that image that I'd created in my head I compared to the image of my life which was also tainted by tiredness and I thought about all the clearing out of old junk that I'd need to do and decided that maybe I needed to overhaul my diet to be more like theirs because it was clearly brilliant and how I should start doing more exercise or in fact I should just start a whole new rigorous exercise routine and it was just completely bonkers that how quickly my mind kind of did all these things but in my overtired state what I'd done is created a picture of them having all their shit together and compared it to how I was feeling in that moment which was shit very much not together And in seconds, I'd just mentally written a list, a huge list of all these things, you know, I absolutely had to do before I even considered starting to work on what I was listening to. And my God, I just felt completely overwhelmed and exhausted at the thought of it all. And there is an example of health overwhelm and how it comes about and just how normal it is actually and there are kind of a few things I want to unpick here but when I was thinking about them I was thinking I think they all come back to really asking why so why was I feeling the way I was feeling okay that was because I was tired and hungry which also then led on to forgetting or not kind of intercepting my thoughts and taking the time to breathe and connect with myself and my kind of inner knowing and asking myself whether what I was listening to sounded right for me at this time in my life. So another why, why did I decide to listen to that episode? What state of mind was I going into that episode with? So I was listening to it because it looked fun and interesting, but also because I've started to believe that this particular area of my life needs work. You know, was I looking for a solution or for a fix? Or was I just looking to explore it a bit more? And the state of mind that I was going into it with, again, being tired and hungry, would I take what they said and apply it in this kind of fixing way or would I be able to take what they said and just take it as inspiration and then 
another why. Why did I then decide that I wanted or needed more like to work on that thing? And I think it was because, again, in my mind, they came across as having it just so together. Um, and I think that's partly to do with the way people portray themselves online. But it's also very much to do with the way I kind of take that and I look at that and and how I'm feeling about that particular thing in my life at that time, you know. So I started to compare it to my life and it was kind of like looking at my rusty car in comparison to their shiny new one. Um and I just know how familiar this story is for many of you. And when we're kind of working on an area in our, you know, to do with our health, um, sometimes things don't move as fast as you perhaps want them to or expect them to or as you'd like. And, you know, when you are tired or hungry or when you're a bit unsure of what you're doing or you need a bit of permission or validation or some guidance or someone to metaphorically hold your hand, it can be really, really easy to fall into that trap of feeling like you're not doing enough, of looking at people and thinking they have it all together, of feeling like you need to try a bunch of new things because what you're doing isn't as good as those things or like you need to be doing all the things like it's in quantity not quality um and it is a trap it's it's this overwhelm trap because the more you think all of those things the more you will think all of those things you know and this kind of state of flitting from one thing to the next from you know thinking I need to do this and I need to do this and I need to do this and you know being in this trap exploring what that does to our minds and how it changes or can change the course of our healing I just want to kind of explore that a bit so it it tricks us into thinking we are doing doing the work, you know, doing what we need to be doing to feel better because we're doing something. It keeps us kind of going around in circles and the more we go around in these circles, the more we sow the seeds that will be forever, quote unquote, broken and like nothing we do works it makes us feel really scattered and overwhelmed, obviously. It's kind of like being at a party and jumping around saying hello to everyone there, but not actually taking the time to really connect with anyone. So it's like, you know, hello, how are you? Yep, great. Okay, see ya, you know. And when you get home, okay, you've said hello to everyone and you feel like you've had a good time, but you can't really say anything significant about the night. 
It also perpetuates a state of disconnection and it perpetuates the belief that we're broken and need fixing. So kind of back to this question of why and how not connecting to the why behind what you're doing at any point or at any kind of stage, how that contributes to overwhelm. You know, why are you even on this healing journey? What are you doing all this stuff for? Why are you feeling like this in this moment? And I've contemplated this why question a lot over the past few months. And I've kind of come up with some answers, some that are quite different to how I feel at the moment and how I feel now. But they are certainly how I used to feel. And some are are quite true to how I feel now. So some of the things I came up with were because I'm not currently the best version of myself. Because I want to feel better. Because I want to get back to living my life. Because I love exploring how I can support my body. Because I can't do X, Y or Z until I'm healed. Because success in society isn't made for me as I am now. And I'm sure, as I've kind of said those things, they have resonated with a few of you, but I'm sure you can reel off some of your own too. And all of those things I've just listed really highlight the point that living with chronic illness and other long-term health challenges in a way that is different to what the status quo says is and but in a way that supports or supports you in creating kind of a healing lifestyle environment it's only really in part a small part about addressing the physical or mental symptoms you know the direct symptoms I'm talking about that you experience as in it's not all about the illness itself or how the illness manifests it's so much about everything that surrounds it and the feelings that you develop about yourself when you're kind of in the thick of it and the feelings you develop about the way you learn to cope and survive because this survival state is something that is so, so ingrained in in you when you live, you know, with long-term health challenges. It becomes all about surviving and, and not really at all about, it's very cliche, but thriving. And... As I said, you know, before, the common narrative is is about surviving. Um, but the more we continue to kind of focus on the manifestation of the illness or the health challenge itself, you know, looking only for those things that directly link to it, looking 
only for those solutions and those fixes, looking only at, you know, what particular thing caused your, you know, a trigger in your symptoms. The more, the more we do all of that, the more we will buy into and pile on the same kind of thing. And the more and the deeper we'll fall into the health overwhelm trap. You know, as well as looking at these things that directly link, we also want to be looking at those things that are twice or three or four times removed. Those links that are twice, three, you know, four times removed. It's it's looking at the, you know, the much bigger picture, but always coming back to the why. And when you've kind of given yourself an answer, you know, it's about checking in with that answer, checking in with that why, because if they are... If those answers are all about you believing that what you're doing is focused on returning to your normal or who you once were or looking for those direct, simple solutions, you know, about waiting to be healed and holding on to the idea that you need to fix yourself because you're broken it's it's kind of ignoring the bigger picture and ignoring that you can tap into the fact that you are everything you need right now and i think to round this up <laughs> this is where it gets really kind of mind boggling um Trying to return to this person you once were or feeling like you're not able to live whatever picture you have of your full life or looking for that fix or chasing after that vision. I questioned, you know, is that even possible? Because, and the reason I asked that is because chronic illness and health challenges change people, they change you. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing at all. I'm I'm saying let's embrace that change because we expe- you know it's such a huge experience in our lives of course they'll change us. And but if you don't allow that change, if you if you're always looking to return to that life you once had or be that person you once were or fix yourself so you can become the vision of yourself that you're holding on to. you know, if you don't accept kind of this change and and you don't allow the change and you don't find peace with the change, are you allowing yourself to heal and grow? Are you, and therefore, are you allowing yourself to break free from this state of health overwhelm? And Something I heard on Grey's Anatomy the other day, which I have gotten majorly back into. I used to watch it a lot at uni and, yeah, I've gotten back into that. Um, Acceptance isn't just about what's right, accepting what's right in front of you, so to speak. It's not just about saying, okay, I accept who I am now and everything I am right now. It's not just about that because 
It's also about accepting, and this is the Grey's Anatomy bit, that you actually have a life to live right here, right now. And my God, that can be scary. To finish, I would love to share a quote from Jeff Foster. True healing is not the fixing of the broken, but the rediscovery of the unbroken. I really do love being on this trip with you and I look forward to speaking to you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Reframing Chronic Illness with me, Alana Holloway. If you have a moment, I'd be so grateful if you'd rate, review and share it with anyone you think would enjoy it too. Rates and reviews mean that it's much easier for others to find this podcast, which all helps in getting this message out there. If you'd like to continue the conversation, you can subscribe to my newsletter via my website, alanaholloway.com. In my newsletter, I talk all about how you can harness the intelligence of your chronic illness or long-term health condition in order to deeply heal and flourish. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Bringing on board the right kind of support can be the missing piece of the puzzle that so many of us don't realise we actually need. What would you do if you had the most epic support squad by your side? What would that unleash in you and what would it make possible for you in your life? If you're wondering how to start figuring that out, if you've got no idea where to start, I've got the perfect thing for you. My quiz, are you more Michelle, Gaga or Mindy? And what would their support squad unleash in you is now live. You can find the link to it in the show notes and in the bio. Don't wait another moment. Hop on over to the quiz to find out who you're channeling now.